Okay, cool. So, how long have we been going? Just for Adam's sake, so I can give him some sort of marker. Oh, no bad. Seven minutes. Okay, three, two, one. <laughs> Welcome, it's me Matt. I'm hosting and there is no Adam and no Alex, but I am joined with Ben. Are they Ben? <laughs> joined with? What are we, Siamese twins? Oh, joined so by, man. Joined by, joined with, man. Oh, fuck, you'd think I'm an English teacher or something. <laughs> uh, hello, Matt, how are you? Good, thanks, yourself. Oh, no, I'm good. Just, just had, to, had to fly back home. Well, fly, drive fast back home for the pod. Oh, yeah. And I was with some person who, like, I don't know, just discovered the joys of breaking or something. Like, joys I don't know, almost crashed into them, like, three times because they're, oh, I don't right. know, randomly breaking. Yeah, it was good. Okay. And to add some credibility to Ben and myself, we've roped in a ringer. Ant, how are you from Cape Town? Oh, I'm very good, thanks. And yourself? Good to be back on. Yeah, no, good to have you. It's always nice to add a bit of credibility when it's just Ben and I. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how much I can deliver today. Yeah, yeah. It's always <laughs> nice for the, the pod to have some level of... It must really confuse the fans. Like, after listening, they must be like, wow, that made sense. Like, what, what's going on there? <laughs> yeah, no, well, look, look, I mean, one of, one, one of the members got picked out as a good person to follow on Rugby Twitter. And, well, obviously, he's not here today. Yeah, look, I'll do my oh. best if I can go on a couple of five-minute rants, um, just for Alex's sake. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty yeah. of space with the Rebels and the Tars. Oh, yeah, we, we, we forgot about that, that Rebels that Rebels news as well. Oh, no, no, that, that, that was last week. Yeah, yeah it was sorry. last week where they were like, hey, we don't have, we don't have cash for the finals, which I... Th- I'm sp- Sort of spoiler for. Do you think that's why they just got hammered? They're like, fuck, guys, we can't afford to make the finals. I've, Everyone I've, plays shit. The coaches coached them wrong. They were like, look, the Saders never pass wide. They have the shittest outside backs in the tournament. They're never going to pass out. <laughs> Oaks defend only the nine channel. And then. And do, 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 do you want to hear about a, a bold fantasy strategy I, I tried this week? What? Not playing Severis. No, I, I picked up both Rebels' wings. So I had Maddox and English. I just went so badly. Oh, God, I think I... I was probably... Yeah, like, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Like, come on, like... I think I had I had the only other wing that saw as much ball as them this, season, this weekend as well, which was my pimpy. Fuck, the Sharks played about as well as the Rebels. We'll get to yeah, that. I haven't even I haven't even watched highlights for that. Sorry, Ant, I didn't, not, 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 you're going to yell at me live. <laughs> no. No, okay. no, no, no. I think any criticism going the Sharks' way after this weekend is fully deserved. So okay. I think I probably will be on the same bandwagon as you there. Okay, cool. So I think before we get into the games, let's briefly cover the news. So, first bit of news I want to cover is that New Zealand rugby and the Crusaders have both confirmed that there is a name change on the cards for the Crusaders. The bullet- did. did- did they confirm the name changes on the cards? Yeah. Because from, from what I saw, they, they basically said they're going to drop 
they're going to carry on being called the Crusaders this season and next season. But then they're going to drop the sort of the branding, the knight with the sword and so all of that yeah, jazz. So there's going to be no yeah. knight and sword next season. And then this and then, season already, they're starting the review process for what they're going to look like 2021. So whether yeah, but they, they, keep, still, like, they, they haven't committed to, they haven't said we will change our names. But well, I mean, I'm also thinking now, they're already... Crusaders jerseys, where it's, they're still called the Crusaders, are going to be super valuable. They're going to become like a black market commodity. Oh, fuck, I should be drafted. So you're saying I should be drafting Crusaders into my team this weekend just so that I can get that wooden spoon Crusaders jersey. Is that how it works? Yeah, is that right? Um, we were I forgot. I forgot what happened with the wooden. I remember we agreed something to do with the jersey. The wooden spoon was whoever gets the wooden spoon has to buy the jersey of the team with which they have the most players in their squad. Oh, what what what, what, what are you currently got? I am. I've 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 systematically stopped been stacking my squad with Jaguares for the last three weeks. Oh, that's good. That's a nice yeah. jersey. That's yeah, like, I was like, I eyed the jersey. I was like, no, that's the jersey I want. Like, I'm gonna, like, I was like, I'm gonna, if I'm gonna have to buy a jersey, it's one I want. To be fair, the Sharks are trying their hardest. I think probably just in spite to, um, to stop you from winning the wooden spoon. Then. Oh God. Um, yeah. No. Thankfully, I d- thankfully I didn't have any outside backs. Well, they're playing the Sunwolves next week, so yeah, <laughs> good no, luck no, with them. In, I put in a trade for a Sunwolf. For a, I put in a trade for a. For an outside back for the Jaguars next weekend, so at least I, I've got a chance at seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So so what 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 were we talking about? Uh, the Saders name or possible name change is yeah. Uh, yeah, like it, it looks like it's gonna happen. Yeah. But yeah. That's about cool. it. So at the very least, they're going to just be called the Crusaders with no image attached to it. Yeah, but, so it'll just be Crusaders on their jersey. Yeah, but what what type of image could they have that's Crusader related? That's not that's a knight thing, and a horse. You, yeah, that's the thing. You, you, no, no, but I'm guessing I'm guessing it would just be Crusaders in yeah, that. But that's font. like a shit. That's like you. But then how do you have like a little badge or whatever on the side? They have a little logo or something. Otherwise, what are they going to put on the scorecard? Like exactly. Yeah, well, they be just, this. Or the, anyway, they say crew. Anyway, no. Maybe they'll do like maybe, maybe. George's. Maybe it'll just maybe they'll just have like a like a coat of arms kind of effort. Yeah, like a St. George. Canterbury or whatever. Christchurch must have like a like a shield coat of arms effort that they can use. I feel like a coat of arms is similar to medieval though. Like it's still yeah, it's still in the hand, but that they can. No, but they why do they call themselves like the dragon slayers or whatever? The Rowan. I thought we decided on this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, someone's obviously not listening. Like, you know, I don't know. This process is going to cost thousands and thousands, eh? Oh, no, definitely. Oh. Because I like it, though, because they're predicting what they want to do in 2021, this year, because they've announced, yeah, next season there's no knight, no shield, no sword. This season, though, they're starting with the process to decide what happens in 2021. Oh, at least they've got a plan. Yeah. Yeah, even if it's rough, but... It's inter- it'll be interesting to see how this develops and drags out. Like, I just think that there's, I mean, e- even probably the noise from Cape Town, there's going to be just a lot of people upset about the change. Yeah, no, like, I mean, you know, but also, it's, you know, it's not like changing the sun, it's changing the most successful team in the thing. Like, yeah. Um, 
it's yeah. I want to well, yeah, because they're not they're not going to be able to call themselves the Cape Crusaders anymore. Like it's not going to roll <laughs> off the tongue. Like yeah, if it's just like the, the the Cape Plainsman or the Cape Rohirrim, that makes the no Cape sense. Cape Plainsman is a little bit is a little bit on the nose, Ben. If they call themselves the Plainsman, but apparently the Plainsman is a like a name they like it's strongly in the running. So then that's that's a bit on the nose. Though. Quite flat. I don't know. Christchurch is very agricultural, so I assume it's fairly flat. Yeah, well I don't know. This is like I spoke to a guy from Christchurch, and he says like word on the street is that Plainsman's going to be the one. Plainsman just sounds like farmhands, though. Fuck, like, how cool it would be. Okay, that, that could be my new favorite jersey if it's just a black and red check jersey. Yeah. <laughs> like, it could uh-huh. possibly be my next favorite kit if it just comes out. That they're just like a bunch of farmers and they're wearing like a black and red check jersey. Why, why, don't, why, don't they, why don't they just become the Sunwolves? Because the Sunwolves are fucking off in 2021, so like no one needs their name. <laughs> That's a, a good point. There's a spare name. Kit's maybe been designed already. Yeah, there's a name <laughs> kicking around. There's Kit. They've got all the branding. Like, they're, they're, and those things, like, it gets quite cold in Canterbury, so those little wolf ears will be bloody useful, actually. And there's a pretty... And there's a ship of as well. Like, oh. just... It's going to be a really great move for them, actually. Loyal fan base existing. Yeah, there's a pretty dope Offense. song that the Sam Wolves play as well. Oh. No, Yo, and they can do that whole awoo thing. Oh. And Crocodzilla fits into the aesthetic. He can come back for a season. Yeah, and then the, the horses, they can just dress them up as wolves. Like giant fucking <laughs> dire wolves running around. That's what the people want to see. Oh, God. I think we've solved it again, Ben. God, God, how many times do we have to bail Canterbury out, eh? Christchurch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, cool. so moving on, I'm glad we saw that problem. Like eight Spe- speaking, okay, now, here's this for a segue. Speaking of jerseys that are about to change, London Irish sponsors are apparently dropping like flies after the news of their signing old Paddy Jackson. Yeah, um, just for anyone who doesn't know, Paddy Jackson was accused of rape or indecent assault? Rape by the sounds of it. Rape, rape yeah. Mm. Yeah, he was accused of rape and was acquitted. But yeah, I like I, like I said earlier, I have not much... I didn't check anything about it happening when it happened at the time. But I see uh, one of the big sponsors pulling out just fucking strange to me is cash converters you know when the porn ind- uh, when a pawn shop is taking you know the high road against your team yeah. you've got to worry when the micro lending business the, the only the only like legitimate industry that I consider scalier than pawn shops is online betting things now bro them and um, those micro loans micro loans micro finance I'm linked there that this guy's Paddy Jackson, and the leading online betting is Paddy Power. Given that <laughs> Scalian is this uh, undercover senior. Oh God. Yes. Yes, and this is this is all the, the, the webs on webs here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, um, this guy does yeah, seem so- in at the time, you know, he got his Irish uh, contract or torn up. He was understudy for Johnny Sexton. He got kicked out of, I think it was Ulster at the time. He went to France for a couple of years. But he's come back to England now and again. Just poison chalice. People are just not keen on having this guy around. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, it is one of these, like, obviously, you know, it goes without saying, don't rape. But, like, <laughs> like, like, he wasn't <laughs> actually, like, obviously some dodgy shit went down. Like, let's say that. But, like, is this, should we ruin this guy's whole career over this? Like, I don't know. Like, obviously that, that swimmer, that Ben? Ben? Guy. <laughs> ben, we lost you. We lost you completely. Like, his career has been tainted, ben, but ben, he, he got convicted. Ben, we lost you at swimmer. Are you talking about Michael Phelps's friend, that American dude? No, one, I'm assuming it's the Gosh. one that got cuffed and then got like six months light probation or something. Not even like a proper sentence. I just opened my whiskey, my alcohol thing. The glass fell out. And I... Ben, I'm having a shock. I can't hear you. Yeah, I know you... I think you, the alcohol is distilling your... Connection here. Yeah, Ben. The ben, you're on the wrong side of the house. Sorry. Um... Ben, you're on the wrong side of the house. <laughs> I'm, I'm right next to the router. I don't know what's going on. Oh, the router signal is too powerful. It's cutting out your voice. Is James in the way? Is he like? <laughs> James is made of lead. But <laughs> <laughs> James is non-conductive. Um. Yeah, well, I don't know. Like it's a... Oh God! Now we've got the transformer. Oh, no. <laughs> I oh. think what Ben's trying to say is that it's it's difficult for um, or it's a difficult position that the current oh, world is in. It's a because the guy oh, he's, he's committed. He's committed to this grant. I feel so bad. <laughs> Can he not hear us? He can't. Like, in the eyes of the... When it's Transformers like this... Law, at least, didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. I think you're back now. Yeah, I think so. You can give us a 20-second abridged version but of your now, last one. Oh, there he's going again. Now, he's, still, he's still suffering from this, and he's probably... See, that's when he speeds up. That's his connection catching up with us. <laughs> the good news is that we still know what he's saying. Gonna... Yeah. His whole career is probably done because it's... Uh, okay, basic, can you hear me? Yeah, no, a little bit better. Sorry, Ben, we lost it. I don't know if you guys are just fucking with me or not. I don't know if my no. connection is actually bad. No, you can actually listen <laughs> yeah, to it for about five minutes. Yeah, like, you, since, you, uh -huh. since you said the word swimmer, your connection has been underwater. Okay, but is it better now? A little bit better now, yeah. Now you're fine. Okay, um, well, basically, I, I think sometimes social media, Twitter, whatever, it becomes a bit of a kangaroo court. Like, this guy has been tried in actual court, mm. and they have found him innocent, but he's still suffering. Well, found him not guilty, acquitted, whatever. But he's still suffering because of that. Is that fair? Like, I don't, I don't really know, but, like, yeah. Yeah. No, no, I get you. It is a tough one yeah, in modern society. Mm. It is. It really isn't. It's an issue with all sorts of the whole cancelled culture and all that on Twitter. But I think that is a discussion for a podcast far more qualified on social aspects than 
the three of us. Well, I'm at yeah. now. Have you know, I've been on Twitter for almost five months now. I feel like I'm an expert. Uh, and I mean, ants on Instagram. I've shifted. Well, I've, I've had Twitter for about six years, but I think I've been on it maybe three times. Yeah, I've <laughs> Whenever we say something about Twitter, it's like, wait, wait, I must go on Twitter. I need to see what's happening. Do you even know your password? That's like logged in on his phone I, I, automatically. It's the same one he uses for his Gmail. Pretty much, yeah. Damn it, you've just given away my deep security secrets here, Ben. Oh, Matt. Sorry, it's also um, the one you use for your internet banking, isn't it? <laughs> no, that one's got like my my dog's age on the background on the end, so it's slightly different. So it changes every year, I'm hoping then. <laughs> Wait, dog's age? And what's? Yeah, well, your dog's age would change every year, surely. I, I haven't been considering that. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> add your, your dog's age at a certain it's point on the back yeah <laughs> okay now that we know <laughs> so that now we know Ant's the numbers guy we we kind of were hoping you'd shed some light on the, the base on the next section which is how SA Rugby is planning on overhauling their contract model basically just a number but, but now we can narrow it down because realistically, realistically this podcast... hello <laughs> did we just all keep quiet there no god god that's already gone into the next segment <laughs> is this the part where he got his heart ripped out yeah, i think so he's killing bumblebee slowly <laughs> Do we just forge on and just let him just jump back the, in every time? Oh god, yeah, just I'll try to turn it off and on. Okay, we're gonna forge. We'll see you now. Okay. okay, so I think where we were was we were talking about um, the new contrast uh, Contract. contracting model. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so they've kind of overhauled the whole thing. They said that they were gonna do away with national contracts, which um, people were fairly worried about. They had what they haven't. Um, elaborated on which was mentioned originally was that they were just going to up match salary fees um so they haven't quite gone into detail about how saru is going to remunerate players for their national duty but what they have explained is that um players will now be primarily contracted sorry and solely contracted with their unions um so i presume there will be some kind of loan agreement um from the unions allowing players to play for the national team um there has to be some kind of financial transfer in order to that for them to monitor fitness levels and do training camps and things like that. So yeah. they haven't gone into too much detail of that, but they have gone into explain quite specifically the salary cap models and the player cap models. So they've also yeah, so the they've got kinds of players as well. So there's professional players, semi professional, developmental and club players. But yeah. it's all on Okay. Oh guys guys, I figured out the issue. Yes. I hadn't turned. I hadn't turned on my Wi-Fi. I was <laughs> podcasting on data. <laughs> and so you podcasting you... on data as well. No, I've had internet for like a year now. I'm like so in the twenty-first century fully. So it's very exciting. So proud of you. Yeah. Sorry, sorry about that. I, I apologize <laughs> to our listeners if there are any left. No, it's fine. I think they're probably all going to be thoroughly enjoying. Me and Ant were just laughing at you. Thanks, guys. Uh, I enjoy being mocked. That's fine. So yeah, it's got to happen again. Yeah, yeah. So 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 sorry, sorry. They so they're professional players. 
semi-professional then place. development semi-professional development club yeah so club it's, it's pure amateur club yeah club can only come but okay club's definition may be contracted as temporary replacements for in, injured professionals and semi-professional players yeah, so they're kind of uh, specific about which types of players are allowed to play in which competitions. Um, and then they put salary caps and the number of players that are allowed to fall into each category per union. So for a Super Rugby side, for example, you've allowed a maximum of 45 professional players. And their total salary has to be less than 60 million. It's interesting. Um, I like that we have a salary cap. This is for everyone except the Pumas and Griquas. Their salary cap is 15 yes. million, which I still am not happy about. Because they, they don't yeah. play in a next level competition. Yeah, but still. Yes. The, and they've also got 15, on the 15 million to pay 45 guys. 45 no, guys? No, they don't have 45 professionals. They have, I think it's, there's a lower number of professionals, but a higher number of semi professionals. Yeah, they'll they'll be running okay. semi, but that's the thing. And then they they suppose and there's supposed to be hope that they could maybe one day break into Super Rugby or whatever. Super Rugby or Pro 14 or whatever. But that at capping them at one twenty fifth or one quarter of you know their competitions. That's not going to help. You. Never going to see that them be competitive. But anyway, let's carry on. The last twenty years, they haven't had restrictions and they haven't been you know they haven't broken into Super Rugby by now either it's not like they were on the cusp and now they've oh, suddenly no. been shot to be no, fair no. it's like, it's like yeah, listen no. but now listen, you're just slamming you, the gate you, shut there was always hope now you've just slammed the gate shut yeah i mean I, I do accept that but you know i just yeah. want to clarify that like it's not like it was a toss-up between the lions and the greek was to play super rugby like hey, i think at one yeah. point it was so so yeah. this is this is basically like if you have a hundred meter sprinter and he's running his 100 meters in like 11 seconds. Eh? And then you're like, okay, I want this guy to make the Olympics. So what am I going to do? I know, break his leg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that's essentially what they're doing. I mean, yeah, from a development going forward point of view, that's what's happening here. Okay. Well, so, and then the, the development players, are they outside the salary cap? They're under 21 players. They're under 21 and they're outside the salary cap, yeah. And you can have an unlimited amount of them, but you've only got a maximum, a separate 10 million that you can play, pay to your development players. Okay. So that's like... but, but you probably don't, you probably, probably for 10 million, you could probably get a fair amount of development players. You'll probably like get you most probably of get... baby box spot. So it probably is not going to limit the Bulls just snapping up every year's Yeah, that's what team, I'm thinking. Which is... Because yeah, say, say a guy a guy straight out of school, if you're offering him 300k a year, like he's gonna probably jump on that. hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. But I think the cricket. Oh, we, we might we must talk a bit about the the Junior World Cup actually. Oh shit, yes. And yeah. okay, then first so first division teams, they aren't allowed more than 23 professional players, or more than 40 players in total. That now includes semi-professional players and their caps are set at six six million six million six million okay to, to pay 40 players That's... where half of the half, they of those 40, half of those 40 players have outside income as well yeah and they'll be playing you know super sport challenge um curry cup first division so it is the am the semi-professional so that's sort of so it's sort of like 
can they structure obviously the clubs can structure these things how like they can choose if they want to pay like match fees or they can salary some players or whatever or they can spend all their money on Dwayne Vermeulen or whatever if they want to yeah, well, I assume they've got a yeah I don't know I don't know how I don't know what the machinations are of how they have to spend the cap just like and is there any no, is there any sort of provision that if a player has come through your own junior systems they excluded from the salary cap or anything like that yeah I mean just that's I think that's worth mentioning uh, Matt you were saying that that system exists at Saracens and that's how Atosha gets yeah so that's the system in the UK that they get a subsidy I don't know how much but they get a significant percentage of so if the if the professional side is starting someone who they had in their academy that player then that player then they don't necessarily count that full player's salary towards the salary cap so Itoje is worth far more to the Saracens than he's actually getting yo, yo. So say say Atojo is making a million pounds a year, I don't know if he is, yeah, let's but he's only he's only hitting the salary cap at a, whatever a tenth of that or something like that, huh? Yeah. Yeah, or something like yeah, that. Yeah. For him to go to another yeah, well, club, like, uh, it's uh, uh, a much higher proportion yeah. of their than he does at Sa- at Saracens. So Saracens yeah. can afford to buy Will Skelton and an Atojo, whereas if he went to wherever else, they'd have to buy I don't know what's a probably a Ruan Buta. Yeah, but then not just that, but Saracens will also then have to buy someone of Itojo's caliber to replace him as well, and they're not going to get that for that money either. Yes. I quite like that. So it encourages loyalty, it encourages clubs to kind of develop talent from within. Yeah. I, I hope they I hope it's they introduce this. Like... No, yeah, cheetahs... The Cheetahs, the, the Bulls, and shocked. the Sharks actually as well, because the Sharks have... One of the better developed. But, but but what's your what's your academy though? Your, so your the academy are the under twenty one players essentially. I think if I remember. Correctly. No, but I mean, can you get a guy like saying Damon Villains is under twenty one? So if he went to the say the Sharks now, would he still count as developed? Mm, I think he's no, but yeah, I think he'd go as a professional player. They wouldn't sign him to the academy first. You ha- you're gonna have to have yeah. played at the academy, played through the ranks. So our system, our developmental system would be the guys who play under 21 provincial level or maybe one or two varsities as well, maybe get counted as feeders as well for, for developmental well, I mean, sake. I know at Tux, for example, the Bulls Academy players play for Tux. <laughs> yeah. So it's a link there. So, I mean, if you sign to the Bulls Academy, you're allowed eligible to play for Tux in some kind of... Um, Way. So I think yeah, that would probably be, be the case. But, you know, I mean, if you get signed as an 18-year-old, as a lot of Australians do, and start playing Super Rugby immediately, I don't think that would discount you from being an academy player, surely. Like, no, I don't think they'd discount you, but I'm saying, if you, like, if Willem, now, if you got signed for, signed at 18 to play at the Reds, and then if by your 19th birthday, you're now playing for the Tars, you're not going to count for, as an academy player. You're not going to be a Tars academy player. No, that's, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So it would be lovely if we could institute some kind of system like that in South Africa. Because I was thinking about it as well. I mean, I don't know exactly if you've got, you know, Sia Khaleesi is probably earning six, seven million a year. That's 10% of the Stormer's salary cap. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, so you'll be paying a huge amount for a few players. And it'll be interesting to see how they balance all that out. It just seems that yeah, but it's, it's certainly, not it's, enough money going around. It suddenly becomes a lot of pressure on your your sort of your main manner to perform then. 
Yeah, because I mean now you because I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot more shorter term contracts now. There's what was the rule now? There's a rule about if you sign for a union now, you got to commit to like three years at least your first contract or something stupid. Yeah, but also what what if say 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 you have but but say 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 hypothetically the storm is now okay yeah Eben Khaleesi and Peter Steph are injured. Yeah. Okay. That's a quarter at least. So under the, the under the new cap. system, they're going to represent twenty five percent of their salary cap, probably. Uh, at yeah. Least, at least fifteen. At, yeah, at least twenty five. Sorry. Yeah, at least twenty five. It's probably closer to a third, actually. Looking at. Yeah, I was thinking. I was kind of the number. Yeah. I was thinking it's probably about twenty million between them. That's what they would be earning a year. Yeah. Yeah, between fifteen and twenty, I'd say. Yeah, hundred percent. So that's that's. Big and then like these oaks aren't playing. Obviously their injuries are relatively short term. But say they yeah, injured Evans for eight... a broken hand. He's speculated to be out for a rugby championship. Six, six weeks, so yeah. yeah. But like I don't. Why? Why was he even playing? Why was he even playing Super Rugby? The creepies needed him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we knew it was not going to end well. I knew it no. wasn't going to end well when I fucking drafted him in the beginning of the season. <laughs> So it's all your fault. Come like, on, Matt. Like, how, how long have you guys heard me bitch about about him and that? And I go and draft him. Mm. Yeah, yeah it's so all cool. you. You always complaining about him. Those, those two weeks in the start of the season that he was gonna give you, you just you know you got a lot more value out of him than you're expecting. To be honest, no, no. he's covered me in the dark days of where the fuck is Retallick. Yeah. Yo, where the fuck's Retallick, actually? He hurts. He, so when he copped his, whatever he copped that injury last time, he also then tweaked his wrist or something afterwards. He's back this week, apparently. Oh, cool. After the bye. So yeah, I'm not allowed to have Evan or Retallick, both Retallick at the same time, essentially. It's too much power. You can't have that level of lock power. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. Should we... Wrap this one up because at the well, moment. Just, it... just gen- generally, do we think this is a good or a bad thing? <sighs> I not, don't really know. It's not going to stop <laughs> guys going overseas. That's f- for sure. But I think. Yo, I'm sorry. The, the only thing that can stop guys going overseas is if we put a lot of money, which apparently isn't there, into rugby. Yeah, so, so like, like, we can't. Is, what what we can't. I like is it's given us a lot clearer sort of vision, and this is this is essentially what we've got to play with. Make the best of it is what you can. I hope they, I hope they publicise it a bit as well, and we get a bit of like the narrative. Be like, ooh, are they going to use? Oh, will, will they make this bold signing? But then they'll be over the salary cap, so they're going to have to release someone. Like, I hope we get a bit more. Oh yeah, that, well that's yeah, because that's quite a thing. You, you know, like like in Premier in Premier League football and NFL and stuff. You know, like you sort of you know, you know what's happening with the caps and player movements are a lot more interesting and stuff. So that would be cool. That's the problem, though, in general in South African rugby is that everything's so closed doors. We don't have statistics on anything. Like, we don't know how much people are earning. We don't know, you know, their stats and stuff. I mean, if we could create more off-field drama by having a combine, by knowing their salary caps, by being more involved in the transport market, that would be great. Like, that will all just help the the selling of the game. Yeah. Yeah, it'll it'll help the brand a lot. Oh, well. What can you do, though, huh? Oh. It's be interesting but at least this, play this, this plays out. Either way, at least it seems like SR Rugby are trying to do something proactive. Whether it works or not is a separate issue, but it looks like they are actively considering the situation we are in and are trying to come up with ways to address it. Like, 
Should we just start making stuff up? Like start making up player salaries and like kind of giving giving decisions <laughs> motives and stuff just to kind of make things a bit more exciting. We just build our own sort of fanfic universe based around Super Rugby. Yeah, yeah, we, we could we could basically just write SA Rugby fan fiction, but but touted as truth. Yeah, yeah, which I don't I'm, think I'm, is far from what yeah, News Twenty Four does most weekends anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Matt. Speaking of News Twenty Four. Yeah. Um. It's now for our much-loved segment of where Adam reads four headlines. No, no, he named it. Quick, quick taps. Quick taps. Sorry, when he, he reads badly, <laughs> badly, ba- badly pronounced Afrikaans headlines from Netwerk 24. So I've lined up four. So my <laughs> my first one, Sword deal amal die goeie spelers is number one, which ties directly into the contracting that we just had now. Good, good quick tap, Matt. Next. Next, next quick tap. On the sook can weigh a strike as net the blue So there's some other investigation going on at the Bulls and it might cast a wider net than the Bulls. Next. Investigation about what? Fuck knows. I can't remember what they're under being investigated for. And do you know? Uh, I do not know. Okay. Okay. I just yeah, the, the president is absolutely jacked and it's terrifying. Yeah. Okay. Like he makes Jimmy Stone out small. That's probably why I couldn't get the the, the coaching job this year. You can't beat the president, the president in a fight. <laughs> you can't beat. The what? And, and 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 Pote's just got like technique or something. That's yeah. how he somehow got it. Even... No, he was in the system beforehand. It's only for new recruits. Yeah. So you've, you've got he's a gatekeeper yeah. essentially to the. To, to outside recruiting. Okay, do, next. do you guys remember that thing about Australia match fixing? Yeah, that disappeared fucking quickly. Yeah, that's sort of been brushed away, hasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Just you know, putting putting it back out there into the world. Yeah, just see, see, don't see forget, guys. Don't forget. Okay, and then another one. Swartland groot baarte for SA Rugby. Say Plumtree. So Plumtree said black players are. A great asset for South African rugby which is not wrong and the final nice. one Beleer de Lewis pak bille sonder kwagge so there we go so chances are good kwagge is not playing this weekend yeah well he went off like realistically he did it looked like he did a hammy does it affect the box is Kwaka in the conversation? I'm sure he's in the conversation. He's, he is in the conversation. I mean, even at nine. <laughs> Look, he's a good squad man. He can cover yeah, probably... He can cover seven, seven to nine. Maybe 11 if we want to try something funny. I would, I would argue Kwaka is more of a 14 wing than an 11 wing. Yeah, true. And look, don't forget, I shared in the group, uh, old Colby packed down at 8 again this weekend. Yeah, but like they do it strategically. I love it. Eh? I it's love it. It's so good because you know how sneaky it is because then all the loose forwards shit themselves on the other side because now they've got Colby sniping around them if he decides to pick and go. And then Kano just comes flying at the fucking 10 channel yeah. with a head full of steel yeah. and just catches the ball and runs over whatever poor fly-off standing opposite him. Yeah, because what you actually should do is when Colby goes to eight, you should put your wings on the flanks. Yeah, because you, 
Yeah, oh god, it's but then a... your but then your but then your scrub becomes weaker. See, it's it's honestly it's one of the it's one of the most brilliant moves I think I've ever seen. Is putting Colby at eight, like it's done genius. It, how many, they've done it now twice, eh? Yeah, did, did they, they score? score? I didn't see they, after. No, they I just saw. Once. I, yeah, they scored the last the first time they did it. I just saw still live it this time. Colby did pick up a try though. He slipped like four tackles simultaneously and dotted it down. Like, you just check, like, four opposition players just on him, and then he just sort of ran out underneath. Like in the cartoon, like, where he runs. I was about to say that. I'm pretty sure I've seen that. <laughs> like, you just check four guys, like, whoop, and then Colby's sort of in front of it again, like, looking over his shoulder, running for the try line and dotting it down. Just the, this Colby playing eight thing, though, because the reason your eighth man needs size is if your scrum's going backwards. Yeah, so you can only do it where you... They can only do it in a game where but, Colby's but then, crashing. But then when you're... When your scrum's going forward and your eighth man breaks, his size has nothing to do with if he's going... Because he doesn't... He wouldn't have developed enough speed to break the first tackle. No, but that's the thing. He, does, he doesn't break the first tackle. He doesn't get... The first tackle doesn't touch yeah, him. He doesn't that's engage. He doesn't even engage the tackler. Yeah, the point is... Honestly, it's, I, I, think, I think it's very clever and very innovative. Yeah, because they've got two, like, horribly, like, sort of bad matchups that they've set up now. Either they've got, yeah... Colby just slipping a tackle, let alone breaking a tackle, or Kano just coming with a full fucking head of steam, just killing whoever's in front of him. No, I, I like to see, I like to see moves like this, because because I also I also want to see stuff like where a team sets up a line out, but then puts like a lock on the opposite wing for the cross kick. <laughs> no, but like think about it, it's actually it's it's genius. Yeah. Because, like, you cross-kick, and then there's this little kind of six-foot-tall wing trying to jump. The lock's just for fucking lifting his hands in the air and catching it. Like, and you, you know, you're scoring there, so... There we go, Ben. Yo, you know, are you going to move to France and become a playmaker coach? Oh, I wish. God, I wish. No, like, like honestly, because all, like, That's... all rugby's, rugby's essentially about... Attacking in rugby is about creating a mismatch. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's all it is. You know, you want, simplistically, you know, like a schoolboy rugby, you either want backs running at forwards or forwards running at backs. Yeah. But then you go next level. You want a fast guy running at a slow guy. You want a tall guy running at a short guy. You want a whatever. And I'm like, now this is just seeking ways to put, and the set piece is obviously because it's set. Yeah, so it does, it, it gives you scope to, it gives you scope to, Manipulate these, these these matchups. So yeah, I know I really I like it's something good. about the game that really interests me. Yeah. And speaking of interesting games, we had but our. Matt, you you have won the segue like four times. Eh? Speaking of interesting games, we have our seventh tie of the season to open the weekend. How many of our yeah? How many of our ties actually happened on the Friday as well? The Bulls, I mean, the last two weeks for the start. Yeah. Fuck the Sharks was Friday morning yeah, against think, the Crusaders. I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to be bold enough to say the first game of the weekend, but definitely the well, I mean, Friday. The Friday have been has, Zealand, so three out of six have been Friday morning games. Yeah, like the lion's share of them have been have been Friday morning games. Anyway, so yeah, uh, Highlanders, Bulls, 24 all, two tries to Naholo eventually. Josh McKay picked up two, and on the Bulls side... The fastest, the fastest white man in the world. <laughs> Apparently so. And on the Bulls side, Aquibus Fasahi, Jason Jenkins, and Devon Rousseau. Yeah, 
Any thoughts on this? I was teaching still at this point, so I didn't watch. It was a it was a funny sort of because I felt the Highlanders. I don't know if you got the same impression, but I felt the Highlanders were dominant. Yeah, no, the the Bulls tries were they didn't seem to be built on pressure. They just kind of happened. And, and then the Bulls just I just felt like they were hanging in there, hanging in there. Now, because I was honestly I was like, okay. It's, it's time now the Highlanders are going to blow them out the water. It's going to become like 40, 40, 17 or whatever. Yeah, like I expected yeah. the game to follow a similar pattern to what the Lions-Hurricanes game did. Yeah. I mean, that's, I suppose, what you'd expect the normal script to be in New Zealand. Um, but it did but then, like, I don't, I don't, But it, it has been a bit of a, a, a weakness for the Highlanders this year. They've lacked a bit of killer instinct. Yeah, but I think we're gonna, you can probably beat that same drum that... Alex beats all weekend and it's just their their lack of a 10 or something was probably in a lot of their sort of older heads and it's a lot of their older heads also missing but Naholo's back and he managed to pick up two tries so he would be to be fair they were probably two of the easiest tries Naholo will have scored um there was probably but, was like uh, half the tries. You still got to score them. I'll ask, ask Braden Eno about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, ask Kieran Reed about it as well. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, that's the scary thing about the Crusaders game. We'll get there. No, no. But, I mean, yeah. leaving two tries out on top of 66 points. <laughs> Just yeah. silly. Yeah, so, sorry. Um, but, yeah, like, to be honest, I didn't think the Bulls were great. For, for all the for all the kind of hype about bringing Pollard back, I was just like, that's not, okay. do you think it was worth it? Like, do you think they would have still got the draw if Philippa was playing? I mean, Pollard did did set up. Um, was it Fazaki? No, 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 no yeah, I, I guess so. Like, no, but Libok's a good player. Hey? He's not. I like Libok. Like, like oh, Libok isn't Libok isn't uh you know a, a Damien McKenzie to Marty McKenzie drop off. It's a uh, no, no, not at all. Like it's a like if Libok, I was gonna say if Libok started for the box, I don't think I'd be super happy. But I mean, Libok could be their number one fly off, and you wouldn't be like that's an obvious weakness at the Bulls. Yeah, he's no. Just, he's, no, I mean, he's, he's, experience. yeah, that's what I was gonna say. His his biggest flaw at the moment is just experience and playing behind Pollard. That's gonna be your biggest flaw until Pollard leaves. Yeah, well, well, well then he's going to be playing right. behind Mornay Stan for a while, so it's still going to be a floor next year. Yeah. But yeah. yeah let's re- really hope that doesn't happen, huh? Oh, God. Oh, oh if it oh, does happen, he pulls man. a Rene Ranger and just goes down in the first fucking game. That was very considerate yes. of Rene Ranger for Sudwell's development, huh? Yeah, just like, yeah. <laughs> Him, oh, that's, that's, really that's, how, that's, how, that's how, that's how Muscle Wear has been set free. Let me fly! Oh. <laughs> Is that, what, is that what his goose is actually about? It's just a tribute to Rene Ranger saying thank you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this one's for you, Rene. Fuck, okay, then we can talk about that with that game, but I'm beginning to come to a worrying thought that Masawera might actually be quite good. He's got, he's got <laughs> 10 tries this season. Yeah, like, surely, like, fine, he scored three or four tries by fluke, but... 10 in ten a team, try, that, yeah. in a team that consistently loses to get, score 10 tries still. Wait, 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 yeah, okay. So, have we got anything more to... Five is still from Japan, so, like, and, like, two of the top five, so, I don't know what to make of that. Yeah. Um, Maybe they just concentrate all their tries on their wings. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, Yeah, no, it was a... It wasn't a perfect game, it was all right, but... um, Yeah, like, good good on the Bulls. That that rounds off a pretty successful tour, to be honest. Yeah. Two draws and a point win like you can't complain about that 
No, not at all. Yeah, so... Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so are we moving on? I think so. Next one. The Colour Derby. Reds versus Blues. Reds coming up by one point. 29-28. Uh, Feast or Famine Higginbotham with two tries. Hegarty with a try. And Tongan Thor with a try. Hegarty converting all but one try, I see. And the Blues, Pulu, th- their least favourite scrum off, picking up two tries. Uh, Tanielu Telia scoring a try and Blake Gibson scoring a try. Yeah, um, I felt it was almost a similar pattern to the, where I felt the Blues were dominant the whole game and then the Reds just snuck it at the end. Yeah. No, I mean, I thought the Blues were going to run away with it. I mean, I did yeah. pick the, the Reds on Subaru, but like, that was more just because I'm trying to chase the leader down. But yeah, no, I, I the Blues were playing some lovely rugby at times, um, but the Reds just kind of hung in there. So hopefully this is a sign that Brad Thorne's grittiness is finally kind of pay, paying off. Um, their new fly-off was good. Was, I don't know, there's like five max in that Red team, but he was very lucky oh. to see. Oh, the... Not Mackenzie... Um... Yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about that. I might need a fly-off, so I'm listening very carefully. <laughs> no, but... Uh, yeah, he was, he was lucky. Um, set up some good some good play. Oh, let me try to find this guy's name. Yeah, I'm... No, no, he was... Up. He was all right. Um, yeah, the Blues were a bit... I don't know, like... I know, I know, I know... Yeah, Matt McGann there. Right, I know Oak's rate plumber and Oterio Black, but... Uh, I don't know. Like to me, they're not. I don't know. They they don't seem. They to don't me, like they just. Seem, you know. Yeah, but they seem to just be shoveling a lot of responsibility onto Nonu, which yeah. obviously it's, it's, it's nice sense. to. Like, it's nice to be able to do, but. You know, when no, all your plays with one guy, it's it's why the Reds aren't very effective because you know, like if you shut down Karevi, the Reds don't really have a plan. Pretty much, yeah. But but the Blues have weapons apart from Nonu. Yeah, so, like, I mean, if you shut down Nonu, it shouldn't be, oh, fuck, the Blues are done. But it, it's becoming like that in a way. They're becoming almost over-dependent on him. I think, yeah, yeah. they've yeah. become vastly over-dependent on him for quite a while. Because <coughs> uh, next year, they're not going to have him or Sunny Bulls. So they're going to have a very, very big hole at 12 to fill. Oh, well, they, well, they got that very, very... Square guy who uh, Amoa Levy Amoa or something like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean he's literally square. Yeah, uh, yeah, like he can fill a hole. <laughs> but yeah, he, he does. He... A round hole doesn't quite work then. Yeah, Only was, to be fair. The commentators <laughs> were saying. The commentators were saying about Nonu though, like, so he's actually living in Wellington at the moment, but he flies up five times a week for practice. What? Yeah, but that's because Auckland's apparently a shithole, so I don't sort of bemoan him. Yeah, like, they're like, no, he's just wanting to, like, fulfill his commitment to the Blues or whatever, whatever. I was like, that seems... So, obviously, he just did it as a... Because his family and stuff's in Wellington. Yeah. Yeah. So, he obviously didn't have any real... Like, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit weird, though. Like, actually, but isn't could he... Hulk? What's that? Is 
I think Dwayne Vermeulen's living at least part time or is primarily based in Cape Town, but spends a chunk of time in Pretoria to, you know, play rugby. But like I think primary residence and his family and stuff's in Cape Town. God, that's an insult to Pretoria, huh? Yeah, Adam would be so bleak to hear that he's not got an, he's not possibly got Thor as his neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> No, but so I'm presuming he has like a, I'm presuming he has like a flat there or whatever. Where yeah, he's... at the very least, he must have a flat somewhere there. That he's... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he, he is based there, or I mean, he does he doesn't fly up every day. Yeah, I'm just um, curious. When does he commute? Because I mean, I assume he gets whatever Monday, Sunday, Monday off, depending on traveling. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm sure of the travel arrangements. I just saw something mm. along those lines. Yeah, no, I'm just. <gasps> I, I guess when because he's, he's got kids and stuff, so I presume they're yeah they obviously settled at, wherever they need wherever he wants them to be settled um to start school yeah. and all that shit. To be oh. fair, Auckland to Wellington's only an hour flight, so it's a lot more doable than Cape Town Joburg. But still, yeah. I mean, two hours, ten hours of flying a week—that's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Anyway. Okay. What we got next, man? Speaking of budgetary considerations about flying, the Rebels made sure that they tried their damnedest not to be in a final this year and therefore f- avoid bankruptcy by going down 66 nothing to the Crusaders. So let's go. Crotty in his 150th concussion managed to pick up a try <laughs> and convert it. He tried not to get it. He tried fucking hard to get that concussion and try. Did he convert it just for Bants? Yeah, he converted it for Bants. It was after the whistle. Yeah, because yeah, after after I saw him score that, I just turned I just turned it off like yeah, I went to. Yeah, he converted for Bants, which he successfully yeah. and it wasn't that easy. It wasn't like in the front of the post. It was slightly off to the left. Like straight through the middle. Yeah, so Lovely. so obviously better than who was it? James Hall with the Barbarians game. I think so. Yeah. He didn't uh, even, like, aim guess. the ball at the post. He just, like, hacked it, just <laughs> left. Like, it was horrible to watch. Uh, yeah, so Kati with a try. Reese with a hat-trick. Havili with Eno. two. Eno with a hat-trick. And old Bryn Hall with one. Yeah, then yeah, conversions. Reese should have just hung on to that ball and scored four, actually. <laughs> like it was. No, I don't okay. know why he passed to Bryn Hall. What the fuck, idiot. And Eno, Eno, if he just dived on the ball, I mean, you could have had two wings getting four tries each, which has just been stupid. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I said, like I said earlier, I don't know if it was before we started recording or now. Clearly, the Melbourne coaching staff just told their players, guys, look, they never play to their wings, just defend narrow. Because Do you think that's because they have a <laughs> They were just like. They, they, I don't know, because those, those outside backs could do whatever the fuck they wanted to every time they got the ball. They yeah, but it is, it's sort of the weakness of rush defense, that if you can get the ball out quick enough, yeah, you then fight. you become very vulnerable, because then they get, like, oh, you, you're basically fucked. With, like, rush yeah. defense is like a high-risk, high-reward sort of yeah. tactic. Yeah. The only player that looked like in trouble at one point was Goodyear, and that was only because he was tackling a Rebels player. Yeah, no, it was. It was a bit but of a, a bit. scary thing. Is the rebels would be hot on attack in the the twenty two of the Crusaders. They get turned over, and like thirty seconds later, they've been scored against. It's just like, how is this even fair? Yeah, 
Yeah. No, it was. I mean, three or four times that they were deep in Crusaders' territory and then conceded a try. Yeah. Do, do you know? Do you know what also gets me? At the start of this year, if you were to say, okay, who's the the Crusaders back three? Bridge, probably Havili still, huh? Yeah. Yeah, Havili. And then uh, Matelli. Yeah, those would have been the three. So. So this is essentially their sec- two of their two second choice of the two second choice back three, and they're ripping them up. Yeah. And I they're mean, both, you know, in the back conversation now. Yeah, they're both, yeah. But I mean, think I about, mean, we, we had this chat though when Navili was out as well at one point, that Eno and... Yo, was... but I mean, if Jordan was playing fullback, it probably yeah. wouldn't have affected the scoreline much. At all. No, no. I mean, it might have even been more, because Will Jordan, I mean, remember, he was top try scorer at one stage after coming off the bench most of the time. Like, yeah. He's huge yeah, as no, well. That's just stupid depth. Yeah, but the Rebels were bad, though, huh? Oh, no, they were pathetic. Yeah, but look, I mean, look, the Crusaders yo. worked for them. Like, that cross-kick to Enor, you know, that wasn't just... In, that wasn't in Rebels' defense. It was just... They were just good, you know? No, that's the thing. It was like, like the Crusaders' side that we haven't seen... Just good. It was that Crusaders' side we haven't seen for, like, a month, pitched up all of a sudden again. And, like, oh, by the way, guys... Chances are good none of you are going to win the win the trophy anyway. Yeah, yeah I know. Like, 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 honestly, like a week ago, I was like, "Fuck, this competition's wide open. The Crusaders aren't playing that well." Now I'm like, "Okay, cool." Okay, cool. What cool. is <laughs> Yeah, like it was weird. Like cats started chasing dogs and rain started falling up, and but glad the, you know, the, the world's the world's back in order now. Yeah. Yeah. Anything? Yeah. Um. It was quite weird that the Rebels didn't even really bother to put Quaid on. They were just like, well, this is a fucking lost cause. I well, I mean, it's what, 40-0 by halftime or something, or 50-0, like, yeah, it's... He's, he's no, it wasn't. It was, it was 26-0 at halftime. Yeah, I think it was 20-0. It was 20 Yeah. Second half was when the What was interesting, though, is when Quaid did come on, just the whole stadium booed, and the commentators were like, come on, guys, grow up. It's been 10 years now, like, you know, he's not that bad of a like... No, I think I think Quaid, Quaid's brand's in quite a good place at the moment, to be honest. Like, I think his whole, you know, like well, he took his medicine when he was at the Reds and went and played club. I think that's helped his image. Yeah, it has, definitely. That's what the commentators were trying to say. They're like, you have a conversation with him. He's a down-to-earth, lecker guy. Like, give him some slack. No, I mean, it's hardly yeah. like Tamu. I mean, Tamu is hardly a rebel's stalwart either. He's almost an old Brambi, isn't he? Yeah. So oh, that, fuck. Tamua might be running back to Leicester after that. Be like, oh, fuck. I remember what Super Rugby was like. I remember why I left. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Shame. I felt so bad for him. Like, every time they showed, like, a close-up of his face, he looked like a deer stuck in the headlights. Just these fucking wide eyes. It's like, God. The, 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 the draft rugby guys were saying he, his wife is, fuck, what's her name now? But apparently she's, like, she plays for Australia, and I think it's football and cricket. Like she's like a, she's like a double wallaby. She's like like the most talented sportsman ever, sports person she ever. Yeah, you know, she's basically their version of AB de Villiers. She's just like, and then she was, she was playing. I'm not sure which order it was, but she was playing one sport. Say she was playing cricket for Australia. You know, cricket for like her. Like their her like provincial side, and exactly. then they're like, no, you need to st- you need to stop playing football as well. You must focus on cricket. 
So she was like, well, fuck it. Then I'm going to go play for another provincial side that lets me play. And they're like, no, no, we're so sorry. We're so sorry. Please don't leave us. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah. So that, that's Matt Tamua. He's essentially a stay-at-home dad. Um, <laughs> Tamua was. So he's essentially... Elise Perry. Elise Perry. She plays... Made her debut for both Australian cricket and Australian women's national... National soccer team at the age of 16. Oh, and Australian women's soccer, isn't it pretty decent? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah like I think they've won the World Cup or whatever. Yeah. No, but it's, I mean, she's like... played... She, she was a double international at the age of 16. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, they, their kids are going to be good at sport. <laughs> Check them U-turn. Just yeah, well, well, provided, you know, they don't get too much of Matt Tamua's genes. Like, they're going to be very good at sport. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a look. Australia, oh, Australia is losing 2-1 to Italy. Ooh. Well, get Elise on. Maybe yeah. she's too busy playing cricket. Yeah, Maybe she's going to come on at half-time after scoring, after scoring 100 and like score a hat-trick or whatever. Let's see if she's in the squad. Oh, well, they smashed Vietnam 4-2. Four, four oh, no, that's last year. Never mind, this year. They smash New Zealand. No, no, that's group stages. Ugh, fuck, this website's badly put together. I want to see players anyway. Okay, wait, carry on with... Um, wait, what's her name? Elise. Yeah, so... Yeah. You know, maybe they should have got her on that fly-off. Well, she's clearly available because I don't... Oh, no, there... No, it's, no, there's Elise Kelland. Ellie Carpenter. Emily, I don't see her yet. Oh, well, she, she, no, she was 16 in 2000. Yeah, she should still be around. Yeah. Maybe she's injured or something. Maybe she's, maybe she's playing cricket. She's playing in the Cricket World Cup. <laughs> she, she's actually Steve Smith. She's going to take off a mask and like after they win the final. It was me all along in these period. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, well, I think speaking of the Crusaders doing Crusader things and the world being back in order, uh, Falao Fainga managed to score a mo- rolling mall try this weekend. In, Thank goodness. Yeah, fuck. I think Alex breathed a sigh of relief realizing that Falao Fainga still knows how to do it. And the Brumbies beat the Tars 35-24 with tries by Cusack, Fainga, Simone, Muirhead, Arnold against tries by Rona, Ashley Cooper, and Phipps. I don't know, I left half... I watched the first half of this game, then I went to go buy a donut down, down the road, because I was bored. Yeah, it, it wasn't It wasn't a great game. Um, right? The highlight for me in the game was when the, the commentator said, oh no, the coach for the Brumbies, they hired a magician to give the lads a bit of like... <laughs> Yes, <laughs> yes. I had a to come to practice during the week. I was like, you don't have time for my illusions, Dad. I was like, that's the highlight of the game, and it's like the that just shows how little they actually cared about playing against the Waratahs. Is that they that they're like, ah, oh, guys, <laughs> you know, illusions. No, yeah. I don't. I don't. Ugh, it was like lots of knock-ons, lots of. Like, not running onto the ball nicely. Lots of players catching it stationary. Like, lots of... You know, it just wasn't a great game, to be honest. Yeah. Like, and I feel sorry, because some players are playing properly. Like, Kiran Drani's playing nicely. Michael Hooper's playing nicely. Um, like they, But it just seems like... I don't know. They just, like, 
try hard and like, like a lost cause, basically. I think Hooper's leading the tackle stat. Well, what he needs to, because none of the other ones fucking do anything. Yeah, he's, when I say leading the tackle stat, I mean across Super Rugby. Yeah. No, no, and he's not really known as a tackler, if you know what I mean. Yeah, he's more of a fetcher than a tackler, but anyway. Oh, no. Oh, well, fuck. Yeah, as you said, up. no one else in that team. Um, Bill got hurt, didn't he? There's some interesting news. Yeah, and they kept him on. It was quite weird. They kept him on after he got hurt. They're like, no, we're just going to see how this plays out. I was like, surely he's part of the the Wallaby plans? Like, you can't just kind of... No, well, that's the thing. That's probably why they're keeping him on, because they they said they had five Wallabies that were supposed to be rested this week, but they were like, no, it's do or die for the Uptars. So they're going to rest next week. Following that, because they were basically saying that, like, from six, seven weeks ago, they're like, look, we have to win every game, so we're just going to not do any rotation. We're not going to structure when we rest or what we We're just going to play, and then hopefully it sorts itself out. Or be, like, yeah, like, essentially, they're game, resting all their Wallabies next week. Yeah, but so the oh, thing is, basically, once the game, there would have been, like, either we have to now rest all of our Wallabies for a must-win away game against the Highlanders, or break the rules and then see what consequences there are. But, you know, fortunately the Brumbies have taken that stress out of Dale Gibson's head, so he can just chill now. The Rebels are yeah, thinking, hey guys, send your, send your Wallabies, please send your Wallabies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that the interesting thing, is that like, if you thought before the season who were going to be the top two New Zealand team, uh, sorry, Australian teams, or the top Australian, yeah, the top two, you would have said uh, Tars and Rebels. The Brumbies were not even in the consideration, and now they're, I mean, dominant. They've won what? Seven of the last eight or something silly? Yeah, Rumbies are seeing like, nine wins at the moment, yeah. And, yeah, but you know, they're, they're, they're on a streak, yeah. Who did they get annihilated by in the second week? We were, you know, wrote them off completely. Mm. Um, right, was this? But, you know, so they've had a really strong finish to the season. So I think anyone going to Canberra for the playoff, is, it's not going to be an easy game. No, yeah, especially with the best type, type five in the conference. <laughs> Actually, uh, no, Brumbies thrashed the Chiefs 54 17 in the second week. Uh, oh, but, uh, sorry. Did they win, lose the first week and then come back and thrash and then they lose the third week? Was that, it was something like that. They were just up and down. Give me a sec. I have a look. Brumbies lost 27 34 in the first week, beat the <laughs> Chiefs by like 30 something points. And then went down by 30 points to the Canes the following week. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And the Canes weren't even playing that well at that time. No, that was shit Canes. I mean, James Blackwell scored a try. Yeah, that that was my point. Is that like, at the start of the season, they were a bit all over the place. And it was more just like, we're like, oh, they smashed the Chiefs, but then the Chiefs got dicked by everyone else the next week. It's like, oh shit, they smashed (laughs) the the Chiefs. The Chiefs lost to the Sunwolves, I think, two weeks later or something. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't. That put a lot of the Chiefs' results in context for the start of the season. But you know, they've been they've been playing really well recently. So well, yeah. well for an Australian side and getting wins. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's about fair. Cool. What we got next, man? Uh, next one is Lions Hurricanes. Lions going down seventeen thirty-seven to yeah the Hurricanes. Two tries by Dianti. Oh, those two were cheeky though, that second one especially. And then two tries to Coles, two tries to Lamb, and one for La Mape. Yeah, um... I'm going to duck up. No, I, 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 felt, I felt there were a few sort of critical points at this game where 
the Lions didn't step up. Yeah. No, they yeah look some of the look some of the bits of the game looked a little lethargic or something. I don't know. Well, there there were there was one where they scored, and then I th- I think they were within eight or within seven or something, and then straight away they let the Hurricanes score like a really soft try. Which yeah sounds like then, most SA sides to be fair. Then I think they were okay. They were like they were two tries down basically. Then they, they won a really good penalty in their own 22. And then Alton Yanchi's missed touch and the Kane scored straight off that. So it was like these two, to me, like very, very critical moments where they just completely, they just didn't, they didn't step up. Maybe it's the lack of Whiteley because also Kwaka got injured. I think Kwaka was off the field for, at least when Alton missed touch there, he was off the field. Maybe they needed a bit more, I don't know. But yeah, it was it wasn't a I wasn't happy watching that as a Lions fan to be honest. Ah, can you imagine? I only caught it this morning. Yeah. Ant, uh, but you yeah. Uh, Ant is an impartial Sharks fan. Have you got anything to say about the Lions? Um. Yeah, it was just it was impressive how well they'd hung in given you know the strength of the Canes, but. You know, the fact that all their tries more came from what moments of magic rather than anything built and sustained. The, you know, it's just getting blown out by a New Zealand team in the high felt is a disappointing reality that we have to face nowadays. The, the New Zealand yeah, teams just do better on our own turf. I, I know I know this is a bit of sour grapes, obviously, coming from a Lions fan, but I wasn't happy with Papers refing. Like, I felt like he was overly indulgent on the Hurricanes players in the rucks. Like, Coles was, like, a lot of times it was, like, a player on the floor, you know, kind of in the way of the ball to, like, give the, the Hurricanes fetcher, like, a, like an opportunity to steal the ball. And there a few That's times they were blatantly like, off their feet. And I think this is a response to, you know, all the articles coming out yeah. about how South African refs are biased. I yeah. think the, Good. like, and now this is sort of the aftermath of that. It's swinging in the other yeah. direction off. Yeah, no, yeah well, I mean, you know, can imagine the ref, you don't want to be again. Yeah, like you don't want to be accused of, you know, like you don't want another massive penalty count. But also, I'm I'm gonna make a make a, a small call here, and say, Ardi Sevilla is the best player in Super Rugby. Ooh. Yeah, you'll get a drink for that. I don't think I don't think no, many I don't, people are not gonna stop you from getting a drink. I mean, to put it into context, well, no, I don't I even like, think I I don't even think it's a conversation. I think he is without. Who who is better than him in Super Rugby? Who is more effective than him in Super Rugby? Braden Eno, no. I mean, he's had a good season, but he's not. No, he's not. Uh... No, he's like he's yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm telling you. No, there's no, there's no one. And stop thinking. Stop thinking. No, I wasn't thinking. I'm reading a tweet. There's some steam coming out. Um, I can. I no, hear no, numbers no. being crunched. There are so many tables right now being drawn up. I can hear the Excel sheets firing. Yeah. Up. I mean, I suppose just as I suppose put that in context is that I'm playing Alex for the, a spot in the final in the B League, and his his team was ter- was shot. Like he had so many players coming off the bench, and he was complaining that like even Ardy was coming off the bench. And I was like, he's still going to get a fifty, which he's sitting on at least now. So he's yeah. just. I mean. 
with 30 minutes under the belt, he's incredibly effective. I mean, the way that he set up that one try, you know, just bouncing off players for fun. <laughs> yeah. um, no, no, like, like it's, on, it's, it's honestly, it's like, it's like, you know, sometimes in, you know, what's how I can imagine, you know, it's like, oh, David Pocock's coming back from injury. Let's, like, he needs to play a club game or whatever to kind of get his eye in. Like, it's like that. Yeah. He's like, he's on a different level, I'm telling you. It's savage. Oh, no, yeah. So is he going to start for the All Blacks in which position? Because oh, Sam Steve Kane Hansen. is pretty influential since he came back as well. But no, Steve Hansen, Kane, like Steve yeah. Hansen just does, Hardy's going to be Hardy's going to be number 20 on the bench because Hansen isn't, he isn't a thinker. He's not a good coach. Yeah, Hansen's, Hansen's got last year's team sheet and he's like, and someone told him Kane's next fine now. So he's like, thank fuck. I don't Hansen, Hansen is going to bring Sonny Ball. Hansen's going to bring Sonny Ball to the World Cup, and I think that pretty much sums up Hansen's approach to coaching. That's a terrible decision ahead of Nani. Uh, yeah, and I, would, like, I wouldn't be surprised to see Nehe Munaskada there as well. Nehe Munaskada, <laughs> yeah, just like as player 23. What about Isla yeah, Dag? Just... Oh, Dag's, Dag's, got a, Dag's got a commentary. Or, Dag's like a little bit of a talking head that I see there in Christchurch. Like they, they cut to him for conversation and that on the side of the field he moved made that move very quickly from the, the field to the commentary box yeah but uh, no but he's been he'd done like tv ads and that while he was playing it i remember there were guys who were making he's got the personality for it to be sure for, for like rapping, it sort of for makes like sense like, like you, should, you should kind of you should kind of groom guys because in a way someone like you know someone like um say jean de villiers like he doesn't really add that much anymore because he doesn't know the players anymore if you know what I mean yeah you gotta get the guy who's been there with well like kind of his generation's season. over but Dag like he's literally he was playing with these guys last year so I would say he he would offer a lot more insight compared to someone like Victor or Jean de Villiers or whatever he's definitely so got I much think, better than they do yeah so you know, oh, no, like, I, 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 think, I think it's quite a good move and then almost like in five years that's when he needs to step up to become either a proper analyst or must just fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Have we solved what to do with New Zealand's 25-year-old, 26-year-old wings when they can't be wings anymore? Just, just... Yeah, they can just band squad. <laughs> band squad. <laughs> <laughs> it's the default move. Yeah, just off to the, off to the band farms with you. <laughs> <laughs> No. no, there we go. God, we, we've solved a lot of problems. We've solved what, what to name the Crusaders. We've solved what to do with wings after they retire mandatorily at 25. Can we solve a problem like the Sunwolves now next, Ben? No. I think it's so. I think it's cruel on the Sunwolves that they've announced they're kicking them out and now they still have to play. It's cool that they kicked the announced that they're kicking them out. With a whole nother season to go. Had it been the yeah. end of this season, it'd been a lot better. But yeah, a whole fucking season to go is fucking. No, oh, but imagine, imagine your girlfriend said to you, "Okay, I'm gonna break up with you in a year and a half." It's definite. That's happening. But yeah. you, you know, you still have to try, and like, you know, you still have to buy me flowers, and you know, yeah. you know, be my boyfriend, yeah. take me to the movies, put up with my irritating friends. You still have to do all that. But in a year and a half, we're done. Like it's like. Just well, imagine kill, trying to like, contract players for next season as as the Sunwolves. Be like, come, you can come for us for a year and get dicked. 
That that's what we can yeah. offer you. Well, that's like, why they've, <laughs> they've look. That, that's exactly why they've signed Conan O'Donnell from fucking from fucking Ireland. Some twenty-three year old prop from the middle of nowhere in Ireland because <laughs> that's all. He they, seems banter though. Yeah, no, he seems cool. I didn't. Like, that's, did you see that one? They're like, so what was the biggest shock for you when moving to Japan? He's like, bro, I don't know how to flush the toilets. <laughs> you have that same issue, man. No, look, no, 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 no. To be fair, only the one toilet I pissed in had that electronic fucking remote on the side. All the others have been standard, you know, mechanical. Although the urinals here all have the motion sensors, and apparently, I don't know, I fade out or something half mid piss because they all flush while I'm still standing there. <laughs> too long, that you, you, Matt, you're being very complimentary there, saying that, that. Sorry, Ben, you're saying you're being too complimentary, saying Matt's too long. <laughs> I spend too long, maybe. That I think Ben cut out on the word spend. I spend too long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sticking by what I said. Okay. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah, Stormers beat the Sunwolves, 31-18. Two tries to Eben Etzebeth Jr., Craig Barry, and Bongi looking sharp. And then, yeah, Sunwolves, classic two tries by Masariwa, and then Haydar picking up penalties and so forth to keep them mildly competitive. Yeah, um, Yako could see his dummy was one. Do you see how it sold the cameraman? <laughs> it's, yeah. Did you see Masariwa just plank on the floor? <laughs> yeah, like. I think no, him and the cameraman just, just both. Boom. Because then the cat, I think it was baby Steph the toy next to him. And like the yes. camera just went to him and like the ball was like 10 meters the other way. It was, it was magical. Uh, and you just, and you just cut there and his muscle, were just lying on the ground, arms outstretched. He went for the tackle and he's just like, I'm lying here now. Did you see he even gave a bit of like a bobskin set tongue out though? Did he? How yeah, like did as he did the dummy actually, it was like, it was like pre-move. He, he's lucky muscle didn't tackle him. He could have bit his tongue off. So who who's who looks more chuffed with themselves when they do a dummy? Yaku Kutsia or Tia Tia? Tia Tia is like emotionless. Like I don't even think Tia Tia knows where he is. No, Tia Tia looks so chuffed and surprised when he coins a dummy every now and then. Yeah, but I, I think I think that that's like the key to dummy. Like you shouldn't even know you're throwing the dummy. I think that's the key. <laughs> That's the key to be like, oh sh- no, no, no! I don't want to pass that, and then that's how you really. You gotta sell yourself. Yeah, like, yourself. if, yeah, like if you're planning on throwing a dummy, I don't think it ever works. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. I like this. I saw this game. Stormers having essentially zero players and had to play guys from UCT and Stellenbosch this weekend. I reckon they did all right. Yeah. yeah um, I mean, I saw your, your hot tip on that Van der Merwe guy. What's his name, Ed? Yeah, Edward Van der Merwe. That failed spectacularly from a fantasy. <laughs> no, no, no. It failed, it failed fantasy-wise, but I see a lot of potential there. Yeah. No, look, the guy's been flaring for... I mean, two years ago when, when he was playing under 20s, the Oak was heat, and for the Martys, he's been unbelievable. So, I mean, he's going to be something good in a year or two. Like, um, So, it's, I'm excited to see how he develops. But uh, Craig Barry had a very nice return as well. Like, I yeah. rate that guy as well. Um, I hope he gets more game time than Curry Cup he's and can bit, really try and put him for a spot next year. He's a bit of... He's a good all-round, but he's just not good enough at any one thing, if you know what I mean. Yeah, he's not an all-and-out wing or an all-and-out 
fullback. But does SP Maria can make it work? <laughs> yeah, but SP Maria, I don't know. He has like does... a sex tape flick or something. Like, I don't know how he's in that fucking team. He's not at the moment. <laughs> Sorry, my phone just decided to make a noise. I think that was pretty weird. Good. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but like, I don't know. Because to me, he's he's not like a really like skillful sort of sets things up. You know, like another center kind of creative wing. Yeah. But also, he's not just a, a pure pace man. So like, I don't really know where he fits exactly, old Greg Barry. But is that maybe just something to do with... No, fuck off. Uh, I don't know why it's making noise. I'm going to throw it across the room, Nana. Um, is it maybe not just experience that he's lacking, that he hasn't quite found his role? Yeah, look, I mean, he, he had some serious injuries um, just as he was meant to be leaving the varsity setup. And so that's, I think that's set him back a few years. Um, but, yeah, maybe maybe with some experience he can find that groove. Yeah, I think that's that's fair enough. Let, let's let's not write him off just yet. I don't want to write off a player and then have him become good and then Alex Tart taunts me about him for the rest of my life. Matt, I mean, what's I can't imagine the... that has ever happened to you, Ben. Like, no, I'm 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 great at picking talent. Actually, I picked <laughs> Lappies as a youngster. I, I, I saw Tigre early on. I called him for for higher things. Um, is it Tigre yeah. or, or Tiger? I like Tiger, but Tigre is also cool. It's Tigre, but it's spelled Tiger. Tigre. Lovely. Guys, trust me, I, I'm in charge. I, I'm, I'm but like, no, I'm no, his, no, I'm no, his we bad. Need, okay. We just won't talk about the greatest player in the multiverse then. Yeah, but no, let's, let's, if Tigre, if Tigre gets there... Yeah, like, actually, actually the one player I'm, I'm... No, but Tom Banks is shit again. Like, order's been restored yeah, to the been, universe. No, no, wait, 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 listen now. If Tigre wins the... M-O-T-M, is it the man of the matcha? Oh, I'm not, I've, I've lost that. Oh, oh, because it's pronounced. Tigre. No, it's not like that, man. I was just keeping with the T-Gree. Fine, come on now. No, I'm not letting it, not letting that go through. Okay, fine. Okay, uh, I didn't, I didn't watch the, I didn't, oh, I didn't watch the, the Jags, guys. I watched it this morning. It was actually quite fun. So, speaking of not letting it go through, that's exactly what the Jaguars did to the Sharks. And pretty much, yeah, beat them 34-7. So, they just... Yeah, it was just very one-sided. It was, yeah. Sharks just, sharks just <laughs> had zero dimension to the attack. And the Jaguars were like, okay, cool, like... Our guy came from France as a defense coach. Let's see what we what he can do. And yeah. Can I say how this many before points, How many points have the Jazz conceded in their last like 10 games? Less than 100, eh? I don't know. I'll have to have a look. Can I, can I just oh, jump yeah. in before Ben does and say that is it a coincidence that Tyler Paul was starting in this game and this is the, like, you know, the worst the Sharks have played for the last couple of weeks? Tyler Paul nearly scored a try, I saw. Yeah, actually, to be fair, and then what, he fucked it up somehow. What he he got the ball with ten meters in front of him, not a player within a kilometer, and he fucked up somehow. He put it down the wrong side of the whitewash, put it down outside instead of inside. You know, one of those moves. Do you, do you try? Oh, he's fucking useless. <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad, but yeah. Yeah. No, no, like oh, honestly, I have no time for that guy. Yeah, but yeah, no, the same. I think yeah, Jaguar is 
pretty much following the same pattern as the Saders. All their tries coming, all five of their tries coming from the outside back. Carreras picking up one, Cancellari two, Buffelli two, Buffelli. Bonilic missing a bunch of kicks, so then they decided to have Buffelli try kicking, and he didn't get one either, though. So. Yeah. Oh. Buffelli's one try was just straight up rooting through the middle. He just ran through like. Yeah, no, that one was gross. So do you, so oh, oh, do we agree? Buffelli's better than Jordy Barrett. Oh, I don't. Who who argued that? Or who argued the other, the other side of that coin? I assume Adam. Yeah. That sounds like something Adam would argue. This is, this is all a build-up to my, my thing I start touting in about six months' time that Buffelli is better than Israel Folau. But, yeah. Buffelli is well, better at social time. media than... <laughs> Buffelli is better at social media than Israel Well, we don't Folau. know. For all we know, he could say horrible stuff in Spanish, but they're a more Catholic culture there, so maybe they just let it slide. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's the thing. He knows his market. Yeah, that's the thing. He's at least yeah, picking he... in his lane. He knows, he knows his market. Yeah, it's what you got to do. You can't. Got to yeah. You got to you got to play to your play to your crowd. Play to your strengths. That's what he does. That's why he's so often under the high ball. Yeah, that's because he's about four meters tall. Yeah, like he's a tall motherfucker. But so is Israel. He's a he's a so stallion. That's what Buffelli is. Yeah. I mean, the Spanish are known for it. Yeah. Stallions. Yeah. The, I learned it from Gladiator. Oh, God. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, nice. oh, should we chat a bit about the under-20 World Cup? Yes. Um, have you guys, has anyone got results? Yeah, I've got it open, yeah. I've got, so, I've, got the I've got the tables and the results. So we've won both our games. We beat uh, Scotland 43-19, and then we beat Georgia 48-20. Um, New Zealand beat the same teams 45-13 against Georgia and uh, 52-33 against Scotland. So currently there's four teams out of the 12 that are on 10 points. It's us, New Zealand, Australia and France. What it means is that the only team that realistically could knock us out of the semifinals, because uh, the top three and then the next best overall goes through, is Argentina. Because they're on six and they've got one to play. Okay. So Argentina, and the World Cup's being played there. Yeah, so if Argent- Argentina are playing France, and France are two out of two, France are defending champions. So realistically, we're in a pretty strong place to go through because all the other teams that are on five points are on minus 12, minus 43, uh, minus 15. So we, the only way for us to really go out is for Argentina to pump France and for us to get dicked by New Zealand, um, which is possible. But yeah, Neither of those things yeah. are impossible, but yeah. Yeah, so if we if we even get a losing bonus point to get New Zealand with through, and if Argentina, yeah, we've got a they, we've got a 30 point buffer points difference on Argentina, so they need to beat France, and we need to lose to New Zealand by the say, that amount, and not get a bonus point for us to get knocked out. So it's a strong. We are, we are we are we are talking about this. I'm not sure if we're actually talking about this or we are talking about it in the group, but we we are just saying stuff you want to we want to see at the under 20 world cup because to me it's not it's not the end of the world if we don't win it yeah as long as no. we... just like yeah, you you just you just want to see talent coming through really and yeah, like, guys backing themselves like under 20 is essentially you just want moments of excellence because that you just want guys with, with flashes of excellence because everything else structures and that comes later but you just need something to yeah, build, I... something special to build on at that stage I yeah. saw in the not not the Georgia game, the the Scotland game. I was very impressed with the the scrum half. 
Yeah. Um, Jaden Ardenser, I think his name is. Yeah, um, and he kicks yes. for balls, which is quite interesting in the, as well, a South African. Our reserves come off as well, kick for balls, but they both got a beautiful little over the shoulder inside pass off the ruck, which they were utilizing for devastating effect. Um, but they, they follow up lines. Um, they're both from the Sharks, okay. which is exciting okay. for you know the, the Schroeder and Wright not fans. Um, so but yeah, they're, they're most South Africans. Let alone sharks. Uh, I feel, I feel that, I feel that was directed at me, Ed. No, that was just a general statement that people that aren't a fan of Schroeder and Wright will be happy that there's two exciting um, nines coming through the shark rank. But their their basic scrum off play was just very on point. They were feeding runners well, and their support lines were, you know, Aaron Smith esque. It was very nice to see them just doing very good scrum half things, which is, to be honest, sure. something we're lacking from we our nines seen for forever. Yeah, like. So, yeah, I know. I know. I think Alex on Twitter was saying like, put them, put them in the box squad. We don't care. Put put yeah. them two behind Herschel Yankees. Give them a shot at rugby championship. As a very yeah. quick aside, did any of you guys notice that Herschel Yankees now has one of those little top knots that Augustine Pulu has, like a little braid <sighs> thing? So I don't know if that's the secret. To, I don't know if he's had it all season. Maybe that's the secret to why suddenly playing so well. No, but Pulu's only seen like three games, so I don't know that Pulu should be the one you you should be cha- you should be channeling. No. Yeah, that's but that's not, not Pulu's fault. He's only seen three games. Yeah, fuck knows why. Fuck knows why the Blues coaching staff think Jonathan Ruru is the future. I think there's just both Ruru's are fucking bang average. But yeah, other standouts in the under twenty team, um, the the twelve. Um, yeah, I was going to mention the twelve. Very exciting. He looks almost identical to Jan Serfentain and plays quite a similar game. The 10 it runs some very cool looping wide lines that um, scored a try and set up a try against Scotland. Um, Yo, his, and his lines are very, they're very, very like, uh, they're very like touch rugby-esque, if you know what I mean. Yeah, they're kind of like wide like, and curvy. Like, yeah, like, like just focused on short. creating space and really just stretching defences. Like, I like him. Yeah. Um, and the the eighth and, man who got injured, Horn, I think his name was. Yeah. was. He had a good, but now he's he's done. But that that blonde um, blind side is also exciting. I didn't get to see much of Gomeda yesterday because um, there's, there's been some good chat about him. But the blonde blind side is very lekker. And then um, the the lock that was playing for the Sharks, Ilniad, uh, JJ van der Mesh, I think his name is. He also had a very, has had some strong games so far. There's, there's yeah, definitely so, some exciting talent in the ranks. So so all in all, like prospects look good. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I reckon. But, the but then, interestingly... The future seems bright. Then I was watching France under 20, and they was talking about, like, a lot of the guys... They were like, oh, this guy has seven caps for Toulon. Yeah, this guy's been playing the whole season for Grenoble, this guy. So, like, when our guys are really... Very few of them have had any sort of super rugby level exposure. Yeah, the captain, Butelezi, uh, he's played a couple of games for the Sharks. The hookers played two games for the Sharks, and Van der Mesh played a handful of games for the Sharks. And that's, I don't know if anyone else has Super AB caps. Yeah, so so it's, it's also, it's a, it's a good, I guess there are different ways to do it. You can kind of chuck players in there and see how they... But to be fair, they've got 14 teams that people can play for. We have four. So it's a lot yeah, difficult, yeah. more it's difficult also, to break into a top-level setup if you've got so few teams, you know? Hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I remember I mean, when the full of foreign, but still, because because we were talking about the 
the under twenty, the junior, the junior player of the year. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And we we had because Kerwin Bosch won that. Mm, he was yeah. nominated. I don't know if he won it. Okay, but but anyway, what we were saying is basically none of these guys have gone on to play any sort of decent. Like none of them have become, say, the player of the year. Uh, Barrett has. Was he? Junior? I don't think Barrett was junior player of the. Year. I'll, I'll try. I'll try find the list now. But yeah, so so basically what what uh, what we are saying about this um, was. Cool. I've got the list here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so just look at them, and there's some guys who you like don't. Luke Ray, like, Aaron Cruden. I mean, in the okay. nominations of nobodies, Julian Severe. I mean, he went on to be pretty decent, but the guys back up were Robbie Coleman and Tyler Blindell. Useless. George Ford, yeah. Sam Kane, Luke Whitelock. That was a strong year. 2012, yeah, yeah Jack Serfentain, JJ Hanrahan. They've both gone on to be quite good. Sam Davies. I think he's a scrum off for Wales. That was 2013. Artie Severe was a runner up there. I mean, greatest player in Super Rugby at the moment. 2014, yes. Andre Pollard with Gary Ringrose and Tavita Lee. I mean, Tavita Lee's nobody. Gary Ringrose, he's solid. Um, yes, 2015, Akira Oni, Tavita Lee again. Um, James Chisholm, some guy from England. I don't know what he's doing with his life. Max Tegan, Deegan in 2016 with um, Cohen Bar, Sean Stevenson, Harry Malander. Again, none of them have really done anything. Yo, like, yo, like, this one, say, these were the best guys at that tournament. Yeah, you go through this list. There's actually very few people that are anything. that have kind of that have kind Jordan, of real. Will Jordan was nominated in 2017. I didn't realize that. Yeah, but then, I think 2017, 2018 is still a bit, it's still a bit yeah. recent. Like, yeah, you can't I'm saying, be saying just yet. Yeah. Say Will Jordan. No, but, yeah, but, be there, and he was on the list. But yeah, like because then, then also kind of on the same thing. We actually we we looked at the the squads and. Only, only, but I would say probably about 70% of those guys who have played junior Springboks actually end up playing sort of professional rugby. Well, yeah. at the level, sort of heard of them, which is quite interesting because you would think the system should definitely be able to accommodate all of you guys. Like, if you go all the way back to like the 2012 squad, say that we won, I looked at that the other day, and almost all of those guys have played, you know, consistently high-level Super Rugby, but that was, you know, because that was seven years ago, so they had a chance to break into the top setups. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, so I think it, it, there's a, a balance. If you look at, say, the 2015 team, that's also it's probably just too soon for most of them to have really broken into Super Rugby. But, like... I don't know. 20... So those Oaks will probably be 24 now. They, I think they should have made some impact by now. Yeah, so some of them have, but I think... To you be know, honest, the, if, I would say if you don't have a Super Rugby contract by the time you're 24 you're not going to play Springboks end of story you can play for squat Scotland like Josh Strauss <laughs> yeah true no oh. no no anyway like we're like it's quite a weird it's quite a weird thing because I don't know if that tournament's fully representative of ability no 100%. because like because the teams come together quite you know, they just sort of, you know, they, they, they don't have a lot of time together and stuff. So so naturally, players that thrive more in broken field, like Kerr and Bosch, like Ione, I guess, as well, mm. will almost will do better. So that's quite interesting. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I mean, I anyone gonna... anyone who doesn't know that's on, definitely give it a watch. It's a lot more, it's a lot less painful to watch than the Cricket World Cup. 
<laughs> well, from our perspective, at least, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, I think. Have we, have we got a blame game? Alex for yep. choosing gaming over his wife and therefore can't be on the podcast. Oh, so he he played. He was playing computer games yesterday. So now he's paying the troll toll. I assume. So. Yes. Yes. Oh. Uh, you can blame me for I was late in case. I guess uh, no one in the, no one listening realizes that. No, I don't think so. I think yeah. Can we find something to blame Adam for? Why is he not on? He didn't even give a reason. He just, he just said I'm out. On a wine farm. No, isn't he? Isn't he? Um, he's just probably playing. Oh no, he shared his calendar the other day with us, so we could just check on his calendar what he's doing. He's just probably playing Dungeons and Dragons, or his wife has Pilates. I don't know. Those are the two things I remember on the calendar. His wife yeah, used to do a fuckload of Pilates. Like yeah, it was like everyday Pilates. It was like, hey, is this code for something? Yeah, okay. let's let's not let's not it's not like Adam's gonna listen to this. Yeah, I know that's the thing. No. We're, burying, we're burying this one deep at a, at a hundred and thirty minutes, well, at a, at ninety minutes. Sorry, one hour thirty. So I don't think he's listening. Oh, this is why. Oh, sorry, I was like, yeah, I just got a message about that, but I realized Ed sent it to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. You spelled Victoria wrong though in the hashtag. <clears throat> Adam. Do you follow Adam's wife on Twitter? That's Adam. That's Adam. That's Adam. Ooh, it's, she's, she's wearing feel. sunglasses. We can see if we can see the reflection of Adam in them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like fucking CSI. I'm Horatio Kane, guys. Adam, Ben's just yelling at his phone. Enhance! 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 <laughs> <laughs> Clarify <laughs> the image. Clarify. Zoom and enhance. Zoom and enhance. Oh. James is crying. Oh, so he seems to be take, Adam seems to be taking his wife on a nice date. Yeah. Adam's a fan of the 8 o'clock record, that's why I think. So yeah, the 8 o'clock record. Yeah, or maybe is he punishing us for not saying 8 o'clock? I don't, no, I'm joking. <laughs> okay. That when you guys be recording um, 8 a.m. on a Sunday. Yeah, 8 a.m. on a Sunday. That's but it's, it's sort of, it's fine cool. if you, it's fine on, because then it just sort of happens kind of before your day starts. But, like, for me, it's kind of like in the middle of, you know, errand running time. Yeah, you know, like yeah. Three, it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon uh, for me, so I normally crack open a beer or two. Yeah, so I can't even drink, but then also, like, I haven't been to the hardware store in, like, three weeks. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway. Okay, so let's, speaking of three weeks of losses, let's look at that. Do we, we don't have a segment, huh? No, I don't think so. I think we can just clap it with Super Brew now quickly. Yeah. Okay, so Highlanders, I'm just going to go on a limb here. Highlanders should beat the Tars. Yes. Yeah. Especially because the Tars the, the aren't Tars will rest, will rest Beal, Pooper. So we're going to go and... at least by 14. Yes. Okay, I'm going to say... Yeah. And I think the Highlanders need to win this, don't they? Uh, uh, yeah. They're, they're one of the teams pushing for... Uh, yeah, yeah. So I reckon you are by like twenty. Twenty, okay. Let me push it all the way up to twenty. Okay, Rebels, Chiefs, Chiefs. Are Chiefs gonna get their biggest win of the season yet? Are they gonna scalp the the <laughs> the Rebs? Uh, fucking hell! If the Rebels play anything like they played last week, yes. 
But... Well, I mean, the Chiefs are coming off a ma- you know massive confidence dro- uh, smashing of the Crusaders. So like, if they can play that well, and a buy, yes. they're getting better. This is this is this is in in Melbourne. Uh, yeah, in Melbourne at Amy Park. And the Caterpillar. The Caterpillar, sorry, yes. Yeah, I, I, I would back the Chiefs, but not by say three or whatever. Noted. And and. Um, I'd say by a bit more than three. Should I put it by a try? Seven. Yeah. Can, can the Rebels still... Um, the Rebels? Can the Rebels still I, potentially lose I'm, their I'm wild card place? I'm busy quickly now, but I don't think so. If the Rebels... I don't know if the Highlanders leapfrog... That's the thing. The Highlanders, their best chance is to actually... Have the no, because even that doesn't work. Because yeah, essentially, if the what the Highlanders want is the Rebels and the Chiefs to draw somehow, and they leapfrog both of them, I think. Oh, oh, because so the Chiefs can still make the playoffs. Chiefs could maybe make the playoffs in the bottom of the in the bottom of the. I think the Chiefs and the Highlanders are fighting for the same spot by the looks of it. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay, Jags versus Sunwolves. Jags by what? Like fifty. I mean, uh. A, a lot. In in I Buenos lost. Aires. In Buenos Aires. Yeah, no, but but they might rest the whole lot of guys. Eh? Yeah. Still by a lot. Uh, yeah, I'll say by thirty. Thirty, okay. I'm happy with. 30. No, but have the Jags actually put away anyone properly apart from the Sharks? Um, they've no, they're playing the So okay, so at the moment, just just to we can go through this. I think so. The Reds are definitely out. The Chiefs. Even if they beat the Rebels, they'll get up to 36 points, 37 points. I don't think that's going to be... Oh, that might be enough. It eh? might be enough to sneak a spot somewhere. It might be just enough. Because I've got the moment if the Lions and the Sharks both lose, they'll they'll still squeak in. There's three teams at this stage that I think will... I think the Chiefs, Highlanders, Sharks and Lions are all playing for one spot at this stage. Stormers are above the Sharks, according to my list. And the Stormers, yeah. yeah. And the Stormers. So if the Stormers lose to the Sharks, they can also slip out. I think the Bulls are safe. Yeah, at 36, I think they Even safe. if the Bulls lose, I think they're safe. The Rebels... If, the if Rebels they lose, win, they if, if the Rebels win, they bankrupt. Yeah, so, I mean, this, the people that are still in, or, or, or that are playing for, like, two or three spots, is the Rebels, the Lions, the Sharks... The Brum, uh, not the Brum, sorry, the, the Stormers, the Highlanders, and the Chiefs. So there's six teams playing for three spots on this last weekend. Sharks are playing the, the Stormers, so that'll be interesting. Chiefs, Rebels are playing for a place, and Highlanders are they just have to beat the Tars. Yeah. So the Highlanders uh, have it. So the Highlanders make yeah. Highlanders have the easier yeah, so to speak. Yeah. The Chiefs have to travel to the Rebels, so yeah, that'll be tricky. And the Sharks, the Shark Stormers, the winner of that may, match play, makes it, and the losers, but which is weird because the Stormers are only good at home, and the Sharks are only good away from home, yeah, apart from last week. It's going to be an epic clash, actually. Yeah, it's just... game. I mean, Shark Stormers at Newlands is normally quite a good one. Yeah, it's normally entertaining. Yeah, but the, the Sharks will probably have because the Stormers are still. Stormers are so depleted. The Stormers always seem to be having an injury crisis, though. Like, what what goes on down? I think Eben Etzebeth is running fitness classes or something. 
of strength and conditioning classes. But I mean, like, what do they do? Like, throw weights at each other in the gym or something? Like, why are they always injured? It's a very good question. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, sorry, so, how far so, 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 um, we've got next game is Kane's Blues. So Kane's by roughly 30 as well. Yeah, well, the, the Blues can't make it, eh? Yeah, no. they significantly. And the Blues are. Yeah, no, they. Uh, no, but they the, can't make it. But then the, the, Kane, the Canes have made it, hey? The Canes, the Canes yeah, are 48 yeah. and like. 45 of the Jags, 43 of the Brumbies. So the conference leaders are all just behind them at second in their conference. Yeah. Although if the but Blues if... smash the Hurricanes and they could somehow, no, 35. I mean, mathematically it's still possibly a ball, but they're not going to beat the Hurricanes away from home. Yeah. Yeah, but also, uh, the, no, but what I'm saying is I don't think the Canes will play their best team then. Uh, yeah, most probably not. But the Blues are still not going to beat them with a bonus point in Wellington yeah. to make the playoffs. Yeah, no, but I, I I'm saying I don't think it's going to be by a massive margin. So what are we saying? 14? No. Yeah, I'll say 14. 14, two tries. Okay, Brumby's Reds. Right. Um, uh, Reds are out of the no, running Brumby's, at 28. Brumby's so. will put a, put a bit on them, I reckon. Yeah, Brumby's at Canberra. Yeah, so probably at least 12 to 18. Yeah, I like 12 to 18. So what's that, like 15? Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm like, I just did the maths. I counted down from each of them. Because <laughs> I can't... Superbrew doesn't have a 12 to 18 bracket. I've got to be fairly specific. <laughs> it would be quite nice if they did. I just think this team's going to beat them between 1 and 99 this week. Yeah. Just take the margin point in all the time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would still, I would still probably be picking draws and shit. <laughs> okay. Now, now's the the fiercest contest of the weekend. Stormers Sharks at the Tupperware. Oh. I mean, I'm picking Stormers because I don't trust the Sharks at all. Yeah, Sharks are coming. I trust the Stormers slightly more than I trust. I, the sharks. I, I'm picking Sharks because I don't trust the Stormers at all. Oh God, I'm gonna flip a coin on this because I don't know what. No, I'm no, it's no. A um... Game, like it's a Stormers side at home against a Sharks team that could put fifty on them or three. Yeah, that's the thing. It's a... yeah, like like the the Sharks the Sharks are the better team coming into this. Yeah, they are. But uh... again, who the hell knows? And no, but, but also, also, like, also like little things, like like the Stormers, the Stormers weren't even dominating the Sun Wolves at scrum time. Yeah, well, and the Stormers and then, got annihilated by the Lions' um, uh, props two weeks ago, which is very and the Sharks and the Sharks dominated the Lions at scrum time. So the theoretically, Sharks a very strong scrummaging side this year. So I mean, forward, but that's been the case in the past before, where the Sharks beat them at the forward side but they still lose the game so it's, I don't know Sharks by one no, I'll I'll, I'll, I'm going to I'm going to back the Sharks on Sharks this Sharks by one the head does say the Sharks should win but I just don't trust them you see, you see, if, if Alex, would, yeah, Alex would be saying exactly the same thing but the other way around I don't, I don't know if Alex would be saying with head stormers either to be honest true, <laughs> it's just lost all their players they have no does a, does, does, does a draw fuck over both sides because yeah. yes. uh, I, I could see the Sharks and the Stormers be like, okay, one of us goes through, they draw, both of them get kicked out. I think it does fucking both up. 
think, yeah, I think it does. I think it does. It'll come down to points difference or something stupid. Like, yeah, you know, I think, I think, yeah, Sharks by one. <laughs> Screw sharks. it. Sharks but I'm one. saying that very tentatively. Sharks by one. Watch the Sharks pick up like 50. Well, yeah, but that's what Ant's saying. Like, if that team fires... Oh, God, I want my PMP to fire this weekend. I really do. It would be nice. It would be nice. But then, the the thing is, if the Sharks do qualify, they're probably going to qualify last, and then they're going to fly to Argentina to get pumped again. (laughs) Or second last, probably. So they're going to go to Argentina, Cape Town, Argentina. But the the Sharks had that really good run. When was it? It was like three or four years ago, where they, like, traveled ridiculously for the final. Yeah, they beat the Reds, Brisbane, then came to the Stormers, beat them in Newlands, obviously, because it was a Newlands playoff. And then they went to the Chiefs and got hammered. Yeah, um, Yeah, but I mean, like, that's a hell of a... Yeah, I mean, you go in Durban, Brisbane, Cape Town, Hamilton. Like, you're going to lose that game. You know game. what? Super Rugby should really have single... Um, like, the final should be like a like a three-week like tournament in a single venue. I, I thought you were going to say like UEFA style. There's no but, yeah, no, but, but okay, so so because because the Crusaders top the table, they get to host the uh, Christchurch gets to host the the finals. Oh, so shit. Okay. The, the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and the final should all be in Canterbury. Fuck, do you know how much money that is for one franchise to make though? Yeah, well, then it'll be really worth it to win Super Rugby, well, won't it? Imagine having three or four playoffs. So you have two doubleheader Friday, doubleheader Saturday, then the next week's a doubleheader Saturday, then the next week's a final. That would be amazing. You would make so yeah. much fucking money. No, but uh, like, because like, in Oakswood, you would people from outside would fly to that. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, if if you were in if you were in Australia and and you were like, well, fuck, like, yeah, I'm gonna, you know pay for one ticket and fucking get four four quarterfinals like that's awesome yeah I mean I'd fly up to Joburg for that for a weekend yeah Adam would probably make the drive to Joburg too did you have we just solved super rugby playoffs as well oh my god we're doing great work today we're doing God's work we've dropped Adam and Alex and look what we've produced (laughs) the brains trust guys this is the brains trust (laughs) I think this is what I'm going to tell Adam specifically. This is what we're naming the episode: the Brains Trust. Have you have you have you watched have you watched Scrubs, Matt? Obviously. Yeah. You, you know you know the Brains Trust with like Ted yeah. the janitor um, and Pond and, and that guy they keep on replacing the the DHL guy. Yeah. You know they have that little flag that says like Brains Trust on it, it's like a hand drawn brain. Yeah. I think that that needs to be the the picture for today's episode. I've got to try find it. Okay, put it yeah. in the group. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, what we yeah. uh, what were we on about? I think oh yeah, we just solved Super Rugby finals. Okay. Yeah. Where were we on? And so speaking of Super Rugby finals, um, Adam's favorite team at home against Adam's least favorite team. Okay. Um. And the Bulls are coming back from... From a double uh, draw. But they are at home. But they are now playing at altitude all of a sudden after not playing at altitude for how long? Yeah, but the yeah, Lions... Then the Lions... Lost the Lions don't have Quaka... Is Whiteley back? Fuck knows. I, I'm going to go Bulls. I think they've been playing some, some better rugby than the Lions have recently. What are the chances Despite of the- Elton starting? Hi. Uh, he will start now. Well, he played a half last time. Yeah, yeah he's he's. They've kind of they've all hugged and kissed it out, and they're all happy now. 
you know, they, they preyed on it and, and all it's all working out. Yeah. No, I think, I think, I mean, look, the Bulls should be the better side at this stage. I mean, over the tournament and just with the pressure of, you know, home playoffs and stuff. Like, I think. What are we going to give them? Uh, about 10. 10? I like, yeah, I like 10. And as a, as a Lions, this is going to sound weird, but as a Lions fan, I kind of don't want them to make the final, the playoffs. Oh God, yeah, just to break the fucking streak of getting there three times in a row. Yeah, like I don't want to be disappointed again. Just let's go back to just being a solid mid-table Super Rugby side. Oh, there's nothing wrong <laughs> with mid-table. Those Lions have never been mid-table. They've been top or bottom. They average to mid-table. <laughs> Law of averages, the Lions are the most average team in Super Rugby. Their median, their median <laughs> position. High experience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so I think that's it for Super Brew, done and dusted. And I think we know segments, everything, so I think we have officially covered everything. So. Just this way, okay, okay, just blame game. Did we blame someone? Yes. Yeah, we blamed Alex for playing playing computer games all weekend. Okay, heroes, hero. Heroes, hero. We don't have a hero. I don't think we've got any heroes. You made a small. Segway, segway, segway. Sponsored by Segway. All goes to Matt. Great job. Yeah, you are on you're on point with those this week. Uh, um, did we have a poll in the group? I don't know. I haven't been on Facebook all week. I don't remember one. Uh, let's just pretend we didn't have one. Uh, cool. we, so the three of us are going to get a blame game next week for not bringing up the poll. <laughs> yeah, there was probably a great poll and we just ignored it. Yeah, like I said, I haven't been on Facebook all week, so the only time I've been yeah, on Facebook. Yeah, I've been slacking like... on the group actually. We still haven't had Player of the year, Player of the Month for May. Oh fuck! Yeah. Oh, God. No, but that uh, that's more of Alex's blame. Yeah, more more blame for Alex. Where's our Player of the Month for May, Alex? Yeah, God damn it, Alex. We're burying this at like two, uh, just shy of two hours. So Alex is definitely not going to hear this. Alex might listen. He seems pretty busy at work at the moment. Though. Yeah, shame. Sucks to be him. <laughs> Teaching in Asia is the easy life, eh, man? Like it has its moments. Where, like I just like I've realized I'd been at the school, or I'd been to school, I think, for two weeks straight. And so I went over two weekends and then a public holiday. Friday was like me 14 days straight at the school. Oh but, fuck, that's a chore. Oh, it's a chore, but I made pocket I made pocket cash for private lessons, yo. Nice. I, I find once you once you turn over, like once you've gone through the syllabus once, then it becomes easy. Yeah. Yeah, I finished. Yeah, my I'm not to be fair. Yeah, I finished my first term already, and so for my first set of books already for my kindergarten kids. So yeah. <laughs> And they they at a at a six and a half year level at six years old. They're at like, so fuck the Korea can't age kids for shit. So the day you yeah born, you 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 you're born at one hey then. you're born at one and then New Year's Day you you age a year. So if you're born on the thirty first of December, two but days you'll be later, two, but you're only two. two days old. Yeah, you'll be two, <laughs> but two days old. It was like, <laughs> Stupidest fucking system. So that's the thing. So I've got kids. They're all technically the same age, but Jesus, you can see there's a variance in them. Well, but um, do they have birthdays? Yeah, they do have birthdays. So I also lost like 
last week I lost like half the class at one point because they had to go. So essentially they just stock up all the birthdays and then at the end of term they just like smash out. So the, the six-year-olds do all their birth. Everyone who had a birthday this term does their birthdays in one go. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, we, we, we do that because in the office they're like, no, we're spending too much money on cake, celebrating yeah. everyone's birthday individually. So we have quarterly birthdays. So it's like, so you just get like a stack of cards on your desk. It's like, okay, these 12 people were born between, you know, like whenever April and June, like now we'll celebrate their birthdays. So that's essentially what they do here as well. Some schools do every month. Some schools do quarterly. Okay. And it's like, and the, what's nice is the food's good on those days at least because I try lunch at school. So the food's quite good. Nice. How, how's your how's your chopstick skills? Ah, uh, my chopstick. They said my chopstick skills are actually surprisingly good when they saw me use them for the first time. Oh, uh, but you 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 could do it before. Yeah, I could do it before. I, could, I I'm using steel ones for the first time here though, which was a bit slippery. At steel ones are good because you don't you don't like waste them. You don't always throw them away. Yeah, because everything they only use steel ones here. They just. Oh, that's where you go friendly. Yeah, they're just a little bit slippery. Yeah, in, in China, I had, like, my own steel ones at my desk because I was like, no, fuck them. Yeah. And then they said, like, with the like the wooden ones, apparently sometimes they, like, fish them. I don't know. There's always, there's always some dodgy rumor going on about China. But, yeah, I was just like, <laughs> no, nah, I don't really feel like dealing with those. So Classic I'll just China. go steel ones. Okay, I think Do you know what chopsticks are great for when you've got the skills for? Is eating chips while you're playing PlayStation. Yes, I've checked that. <laughs> Um, mm. what I should do maybe is now, after all of that, we haven't signed off. We haven't told everyone to find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, Facebook, <laughs> and all of that. Instagram. Follow Inst- Anton on Instagram. Follow Anton on Instagram. Follow Adam on Instagram. And who else? And Alex follow- probably. Instagram. Alex maybe. I've got one. Um, but yeah, I think my... Al- Al- Alex, would ne- Alex would never miss a, a source where he could fight with people. Yeah, my Instagram is about as, I think, as used as Ant's Twitter, to be fair. My wife got really angry with me the other day because she's like, Ben, so what did you think? I'm like, what are you on about? And she's like, no, I, like, I, I sent you a message on Instagram. I was like, literally, I don't even have a shortcut to Instagram on my phone. Oh, okay. Like, I have Instagram, but I've just never been on it. Oh, God. Nice. <laughs> I think I needed to to get it to I don't know, get a voucher or some shit. Uh, classic Ben, looking looking for that. Yeah, but people, but people follow me, and I think they must be disappointed when I like don't follow them back or don't even have I'm a profile picture. Haven't liked any of my photos, Ben. I take it very personally. I feel like what I, need, a, I, I feel like I need... thing. How do you even like something on Instagram? What do you do? You just click on it you twice. You press the heart thing, or you just double tap that. that. Okay, let me see. Okay, Instagram, I found it. This is such an exciting moment. I'm glad we're live streaming this. I know. <laughs> do, 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 I, do I have you on Instagram, Ed? Um, I think so. How would I have you on Instagram? Like, I've never... So what do I do? So now I click the little search thing. Okay. <laughs> this is like oh, no, but... listening to your, one of your parents try and navigate <laughs> the computer. <laughs> But like I'm good on, oh I'm good God. on like other stuff. I'm just like a f- oh, ant on a lake. There you are. Yeah, yeah. that's the one. Hey, Ben Lone, eighty-nine. It literally just says suggestions for you to follow. I'm, I'm, you I'm are. Okay. Where's Ben? There's a, f- a photo of you holding a rugby ball. I like that ant. There you go. 
photo of you with some tall guy and a lady who looks quite cold. I like that. <laughs> a photo of you with a bucket on your head. I like that. Um, oh, feeling so much photo love. Of you with some guy wearing a... Oh, I thought he was wearing a bra, but it's just his hat. I like it. <laughs> How the fuck is he getting a bra shadow? 